Tainus per Gimel Mishnaches three eight. A cold sar shalotava al tibor on any troubles that befall the community. Now the Mishnah says shalotavo that doesn't fall, but just the word lo, the negation should be taken out. That's called lashon sagi nohar. It's euphemistic language that says the opposite of what it means. The Mishnah doesn't want to say the troubles befall the community. Therefore, it says troubles that don't fall. But it should be read and understood as if it says al cold sar shatavo al tibor whatever. Troubles before the community, Masri and Aleha. We blow shofar and include that as the prayer services and the fasting. Um, in response, so this would be any any serious risk to our our either our physical lives, um, in the long term as well as our spiritual lives. Like if you had be some kind of you know gzera and decree from the authorities against keeping Torah some part thereof. In all this case, we respond in full, including blowing shofar. Chutz Marov Geshamim. The exception is. Too much rain. If there's too much rain, we won't um, blow shofar and, and go to such extremes, because although it itself is is not great, uh, too much rain is only, at least in Eretz Yisrael, under normal circumstances, just an inconvenience, but actually a risk to life. Um, it's an inconvenience because in the time of Chazal, roads weren't paved, etc. So if everything's flooded and, and and muddied up, it's very difficult to get to and from to bring your food and your supplies, go to the market, etc. Um, but it's just an inconvenience, however great, and not any f- worse than that. And therefore, um, we would not reject the blessing of the rain, if you will, um, by being Masri and, and blowing shofar, etc. The Gemara explains this is an Eretz Yisrael because it's a hilly place and the water will run off. Um, but in a place like Bava, where it's flat and the water would essentially flood everything and perhaps rot foundations of houses, things could collapse and so on, um, even then too much rain would be a risk to life, and therefore it actually would merit, under those circumstances, even Masriya. Now, the Mishnah will now give a story, a famous story, about Choni HaMagel, which I'll explain in a second. Um, but the point of our story is that at the end of the story, too much rain came, and um, they asked Choni to intercede to stop, and then Choni said, I'm not really agreeable to reject the rain, because the rain is a blessing. Um, but more on that at the end of the story. Here the Mishnah says, Masa, it once happened, Sha'amrulo Lachoni HaMagel, the people approached Choni HaMagel. His name was Choni. HaMagel means the circle maker. And he was called that because of this story, as we'll see in a moment. Um, Choni HaMagel lived um, in the first century BCE, uh, which is important um, later on. You'll see about that. It's before Herod redid the, the Har Habayis, the Temple of Mount, and made it into a big platform, um, as I'll explain in a moment. Um, and this event is happening very late in the season, getting close to Pesach, so at the end of Adar. And already we learned in the first parak we don't um, have new fast, like Bahab fasts and so on, at that point for rains because it's too late in the season. Um, and that's what's happening here, as we'll see also in the Mishnah. And therefore, they didn't get rain, but they needed it, so they asked him essentially to try to pray for a miracle on their behalf. And um, they said to him, His palel Pray for us that we should get rain. Amar lahem, so he said to them, Choni said to the people, Tsu v'chnisu tanurei p'sachem b'shvil shalo yamuku. Yamoku. He said, um, go out and bring in your ovens that you're planning on using to roast your korban Pesach. So you see this is getting close to Pesach time, within 30 days of, of Pesach, to so the end of Adar sometime. And the ovens were made out of clay, unfired, unglazed um, clay, and heavy rains would actually damage the ovens. And therefore that he was saying, bring those furnaces of the ovens in so that they shouldn't get damaged by the rains that are going to fall after I pray. His palel, and then he prayed, 
but no rains did fall. The Yerushalmi says this was really a consequence of him being uh, lacking the requisite humility um, in beseeching Hashem because, of course, he was like so confident that the rain's going to flood down. He told everyone to bring in the, the ovens. But Choni wants to act on behalf of the Jewish people and won't take no for an answer. And therefore, Me'asa, what did he do? Ag-Uga, he drew a big circle. Va'amad Basocha, he stood inside that circle, as if he were like in prison, so to speak. Va'amad Lafanav, and he said to Hashem, Ribbon HaSholam, Master of the Universe, Banecha Samu Fanehem Alai, your children are depending upon me. Sha'ani Kevin Bayis Lafanecha, because I am like a Ben Bayis, like a resident of your home. This is really a reference, if you remember, there's a Gemara Brachas, I think it's of Zion, that the Rabban Gamliel, sorry, Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai, excuse me, Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai had asked Hanina ben Dosa, a different person with the same Chetnun, Chain name, Hanina and Choni, both have the same Shorsh, uh, meaning Chain is like um, getting what you don't deserve, necessarily, getting extra more than you deserve. Um, so, uh, anyways, there, there's a story where uh, Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai requests from Hanina Mendoza to pray on his behalf that his son should live and he succeeds Hanina Mendoza succeeds in his prayers and then Rabbi Yochanan Mendoza's wife is concerned she says wait a second you're the God of Lador why in the world can he pray and get answered but you pray and can't get answered to which Rabbi Yochanan Mendoza explained to her that he is like a, you know a minister who when he goes to the king even though he's a minister um, he needs to get permission he, you know he can't just walk it into the into the barge into the king's, you know, house or private quarters. Whereas, like, someone who's like a butler who works in the home doing, you know, whatever he does to service the king, he comes and goes as he pleases. He just walks in around the house because he, like, almost lives there. Um, he, he's a worker there. So that's what we're saying here. The same way that in that Gemara over there, Kharina Mendoza was, like, a, a, a resident of the king's home, so to speak, and could, could access to the king when otherwise the doors are shut. So, too, here... Um, Choni Hamagel is saying that he's like a Ben Bias Lefanecha. He's like a he's like a member of Hashem's household, meaning that even though the doors are are shut to entreaties, and therefore you see they already presumably fasted and prayed thirteen fasts over the whole winter and didn't get answered. But Choni Hamagel can get access because he's so to speak is like a he's always in Hashem's house, like his servant that he can get access. So now Choni Hamagel says, Nishba Ani, I swear, this is a formal shvua, formal oath. Bishimcha Hagadol, in your name, your great name, She'eni Zaz Mekan, I'm not leaving here. I'm not leaving the circle in which I'm standing. Ajeterachem Albanecha, until you have mercy on your children and make it rain. His Gashamim Metnatvin, so the Mishnah says, it started to drizzle a little bit. Now, um, the Gemara says that his students said, you know, that's not, that's not good enough. It seems that it's only drizzling enough to get you out of your vow, to get you out of the circle, but that's not what we need. Drizzle is not what we need. We need real rain. So, Choni says, Amar lo, uh, so Amar, so Choni says to Hashem, lo kach sha'alti, that's not the kind of rain I asked for. Elegishme boros shichinu ma'aros. We need rain that will fill up the water cisterns. Again, bore a round cistern, shiach, a long skinny one, ma'ara is like a covered one, rectangular into the side of a, side of a, like a cave. The point is the water cisterns to retain water, and we need a lot more than just this drizzle. His chilu leirid bizaaf. So then the rain started to fall with a fury, like as if it were, you know, these gigantic raindrops, you know, each one like a lug, you know, like a 
half a liter in size, as if it's going to like come and wash out the world. So again, the student said that's not that's not going to work. It's dangerous. It's not what we need. So Choni says, "Lo kach shalti, Hashem, that's not what I asked for. Elagishme ratzon bracha unadava. What we need is the kind of rain that people want. That's rains of of blessing and and um, beneficence, you know, that you're giving to us, not not damaging rains." So then, Yardu Kesiknon. So the began the rain began to fall now as it ought to rain. So it rained how people want it. It was to their benefit. Everything was was good, and you know, presumably happily ever after. The problem is it just didn't stop. Till eventually there was so much rain, like flooding the seats of Jerusalem, that the people in the lower part of the city had to run up to the high ground, meaning on the Harabias, that's like Hara Maria, that in you know, on the way that the topography of Jerusalem is, it's sort of like a, a mountain in the middle, that's the Harabias. It's hard to see today because of all the construction and also because it was it was flattened out um in the time of Herod, as I mentioned before, in the first century of the Common Era. But the middle is this mountain, then it's sort of like a valley all around it, loosely speaking, and then there's hills again around that. But if you live in Yerushalayim, in the valleys around Harabaya, so you then all the rain falls off the hilltops and kind of floods your house. And that's what's happening. People have to go to the high ground because there's so much rain falling. So the point is, the rain just didn't stop. And therefore, Bova Amrulo, the people came back to Khoniamagal, and they said, just as you prayed for the rains to fall, please pray that they stop and that they go away because there's so much rain, it's, it's too much, is too much, is too much. So, Amr Lehen, Choni Hamagel says them, He said to them, idiomatically, I'll translate literally in a second, he said, nope, you can, I'm not doing that, you can never have too much rain. Um, Echoing the sentiment of the beginning of our Mishnah, which was that any trouble you that befalls Jewish people, we do we do panic cry to Hashem, um, but not for Rov Gesham, not too much rain. Here, what he's referring to literally is he said, "Go out and see Tzuru Im Nimches." If was dissolved, Evan Hatoim, the rock of the our Girsa Toim means people who make mistakes. Other Girsaros are Toen. Toenim, Toen is a claim. The point here is, it's, he's referring to a large rock that was in Yerushalayim, um, which was kind of like the lost and found. And people who found something would bring what they found to that big rock. People who lost things would go to that big rock, and then they would they were the Toem because they were like lost, blundering around looking for their stuff. Or um, Toen, they would have to claim their lost goods and give Simonim to prove it's theirs and so on. The point is, this big rock, of course, didn't dissolve from the rain. And Choniyam Magla is saying... No, you know, it's not catastrophic that, that, you know, just as the, that rock didn't get dissolved, nothing's gonna, no one's gonna dissolve. Therefore, I'm not stopping to pray for rain. Um, in echoing the sentiment of our Mishnah. That, that's the story. Now, there's more to the story than that, the truth is, and this is really how we're gonna get to the halakha la maisa. Although we don't, um, go into crisis mode, Masrian, and blow shofar, and, and make supplications and all that kind of stuff for the rain, um, there is something still to be done. We do pray that it should stop. And now, that, is reflected a little more in the story as it, it's filled out um, in Megillus Tinus, not in the Gemara we have it, but in Megillus Tinus. We mentioned Megillus Tinus not long ago, and we have the story. And there, that I'll call it a brisa. Megillus Tinus continues on. It says, "Choni um, said to them, Afal Pikain, Even so, even though that's true, that we don't normally pray because of too much of a good thing. Hevesli Parhodam, bring me a cow, which will be like a Thanksgiving offering cow. Hevulo, they brought it to him." A par hoda, a Thanksgiving cow. 
V'samach shtei yadav alav, and he put two hands on it, like a viduit to confess on the cow. V'amar lefanav, and he said this to Hashem. So you see, he's like backhandedly going to tell Hashem to stop making it rain um, by thanking Hashem for all the rain. And he said, Rabbonu Shalom, master of the universe, Amchi Yisrael, your nation Israel, who you took out of Egypt, they can't deal with too much good or too much bad. You got angry at them, because that's the fact that he didn't give rain in the first place. And they couldn't stand up to that trouble of not having rain. You, like drown them in kindness of Tova but they couldn't stand up to that either maybe your will Hashem that the rain stop and let there be um, uh, uh, space in the world revach meaning space like space to operate that they're overwhelmed um, by this so revach something like you know space prop Profit, prosperity, um, you know, some middle ground. People have some some degrees of freedom to move over. And miyad immediately nashva haruach. The wind started to blow. Says the brisa, v'nis pazer ha'avim. The clouds scattered. V'zarcha chama. The sun shone. V'yetsu ha'am l'sadeh. And the people went out to the field. Be'viu lehem kamein upichot. They gathered lots of truffles and and uh, mushrooms. Shiyatsu melichlocha gashamim. That emerged, that emerged from all the all the moisture and the rain. So that's how the happy ending goes of the brisa, and how Choniyah Magel actually did pray for the rain to stop, in a way of not rejecting the rain to the tova, tova, but rejecting it was recognizing the goodness of the rain. Now, based on that, the halacha really follows that there are prayers to be said in response to too much rain, halacha lemaisa, and that we do do. Um, I'll read to you right now the um, the nusach, the formulation of those prayers. You'll see there are actually two components to it. The first component um, comes from the story of um, of uh, Rabbi Yishmael Kohen Gadol, who would pray on Yom Kippur on behalf of the Jewish people, and um, his his prayer is the first part of of this uh, this bracha that Hashem's midav rachamim should overwhelm us with our midos. So in the second half will be the chonia, like a derivation of the you know based on the chonia magel prayer. So here the the nusach is the prayer that we say is may be your will Hashem Elokeinu, God our God Elokeinu and God of our forefathers. Your mercy should overwhelm your anger. Again, this is Rabbi Shmuel's prayer. Excuse me. And your primary Attribute should, that over the other ones should be mercy. And your conduct with your children should be through this attribute of mercy. And um, treat them like above and beyond the letter of the law, meaning more than they deserve. And through your great kindness, have mercy on them. She'ein poranios bololam that no retribution and suffering should come to the world. Ele bishvil Yisrael, because you recognize it only comes because of what we do. Vehem amcha, they're your people. Unachlascha and your inheritance, your 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 legacy, your heritage. 
Asher Hotz Meeretz Mitzrayim, who you took out of Egypt. Now you see we're segueing into the prayer of Choni Amagel. They're not able to receive too much bad or too much good. You've now like overwhelmed them, flooding them with too much good. We just can't can't um, absorb it all up. If you got angry at them also, we wouldn't be able to be, uh, deal with that. Let it be your will. That there should be space and plenty in the world. And recall your mercy. And that is the um, that is the prayer that we say. And um, that will be the Allah Lamaisa in case of too much Kishaman. But in other in other problems outside of too much rain, we do respond as appropriate. And both for, as I said before, physical or spiritual dangers, even including chauffeur blowing and everything um, aside from that as well. Now, the Mishnah does have a PS, and that is, it says, Shalach Lora Shimon ben Shetach. Shimon ben Shetach, who was one of the two Zugos, um, the leaders of Klaistral in their generation there in the first century BCE, he sent the following message to Choni. Ilmale Choni Ata. If it weren't for the fact that you were choni, meaning you are such an extraordinary person and known to be so, and therefore you're sort of you're exceptional as opposed to anybody else, goes really for that kind of behavior. I would decree upon you excommunication because you can't start making these theatrics in front of boss Hashem around, so to speak. But what can I do? What can I do to you? Because you like fetch in front of Hashem. And yet he does your will. He he, agree, he does what you ask. Like a kid who's fetching in front of his father, and the father doesn't want to give what the kid wants. The kid keeps on fetching, and the father gives in. Kasav Omer, and that and upon you, the verse is written. This is the verse in Mishlei Chav Gimel Pasuk Chav Yismach Avicha Veimecha. Your father and mother should rejoice. Visagel Yoraticha, and you know. And the one who gave birth to you should should uh, be jumping for joy that they have someone as extraordinary as you with that kind of relationship with Hashem.